I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is May 24th, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's top headline, Biden's DOJ to indict President Trump over the Mar-a-Lago investigation. Yes, it's coming. Next, the New Yorker out with a new report, hellish conditions from the Ukrainian front. And finally, Target partnering with gay Satanists, yes, that's right, for Pride Month. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Frank Figluzzi, um, a longtime former FBI official, said to me on the night of the Mar-a-Lago search, whatever is there is something that the government wants back. What have we learned from that moment when this months-long process was revealed by the government in, in the form of this search and the fact that Jack Smith's final endgame, at least what is public-facing, has really focused in on what happens between Trump receiving a subpoena and that subpoena being ignored and defied. The U.S. government demands them back. Everything after that goes toward the defendant's mindset, right, and his intentions to hold on. And I would argue we've already learned that even prior to that subpoena, there were negotiations where it was quite clear that uh, he couldn't have those. He was told it repeatedly, even as they were leaving the White House at the end of his administration. Well, folks, there you have it. They're already laying the groundwork. The plan is in place, and we've been saying it here on this program since the day that Mar-a-Lago was raided. There is going to be, I'm going to be very, very clear about this. There is going to be a federal indictment of President Trump, and it is going to be over this Mar-a-Lago document, seizure, classified, not classified, this whole thing, which we know goes through with every president. They have documents, some of them go to the archive, some of them go to the library, gets worked out, there's a process. They didn't need to do this. They decided to do this. They decided to do the raid. They decided to do the investigation the same way they decided to do the prosecution. Do you understand how this stuff worked yet? No, and I'll, I'll read you a little bit from the post-millennial here. Special counsel Jack Smith is nearing the end of obtaining various testimony and evidence in the Department of Justice's criminal investigation to former President Donald Trump, who has been accused of mishandling classified government documents at his Mar-a-Lago resort. Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was raided by the FBI in August 2022, and many boxes of documents were taken. Attorney General Merrick Garland alleges that Trump was not supposed to have these documents at his home. President Biden, of course, has been discovered in possession of classified documents going back to his time as vice president. Remember, he had them in his garage in Rehoboth, Delaware. This development comes as the former president is being indicted uh, by New York City DA Alvin Bragg over the, quote, falsification of business records, etc., etc. Folks, all right. Do we need to explain this anymore right now? The goal is to kill MAGA. The goal is to take the MAGA movement and kill it 
while it's in this point before it can break out and ever again attain power in this country. That's the goal here. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yes, obviously. We could sit, you could sit there all day long and say, oh, well, they didn't do it for Biden. They wouldn't do this for Bush. They wouldn't do this for Obama. Of course not. Of course not. Because those are all people from within the system. They're all career politicians who worked their way up the chain, who worked in with the machine, who said, we're going to do all the right things. We're going to go to the normal fundraisers. We're going to go to the regular power brokers and machine brokers of the world, the oligarchs, if you will, Silicon Valley, Wall Street, the defense industry, okay, big pharma. They'll go to those various pockets of power and money and wealth and influence. And those people who are members of the system don't get this kind of treatment. But President Trump was an outsider, a true populist. And in being a populist, the system decided that it was a threat. That's why you saw the pathogen response to President Trump when it came to Russia. The Russiagate investigation, the origins of which we now know were completely fake. Which we knew at the time, anybody with half a brain would know at the time. But now we have evidence, which as whatever good that does. But it's more than that. You have to understand. That all of these things, whether it be a this sexual harassment case in New York, whether it be this other indictment in New York City, it's not about who he is. It's not about him. It's about what he represents. There are people with billions and in some cases even trillions of dollars on the line. That his policies, like tariffs on China, like shutting down worker visas, shutting down illegal immigration, stood to confront. He was going to shut down the illegal flow across our borders, shut down the flow of fentanyl, shut down our trade with China, or at least get it to the point where it's manageable so that the people of this country could actually retain and rebuild their manufacturing base. And Get us to the point where we were going to stop embarking on these foreign wars of adventure. So you go look at Ukraine right now. Nothing like that happened under the Trump administration. Why? Because he didn't escalate. He didn't escalate militarily where he didn't have to. Does that mean he never used the military? No, of course not. He did use the military in Syria. He used the military on Baghdadi. He used the military on Soleimani. But those were in response at least Baghdadi and Soleimani, were in response to specific attacks on U.S. forces and U.S. assets. The only president in modern history that did not get us into a new war. That means something. And all of these issues, when you bring them up, it's all about who has the power, the people or the system. The system does not want the regular people, the average Joes, the working class, the middle class of this country to have power. And they're going to do anything they can, anything within their power to stop that movement and stop those people. And folks, it's as simple as that. Well, when the world is coming at you, you need something 
powering your tank to take on the world. And that's why I want to remind you guys about my friends and tell you about my friends at Blackout Coffee. If you go to blackoutcoffee.com slash POSO right now, they're offering for you 20% off your first order with promo code POSO20. Add POSO20. So add that 20 to the end of POSO and you will get 20% off your first order. So if you want the full 20% off, you got to make sure to add that. So when I go in the morning, wake up, get out of bed, I go, first thing I go straight for is my blackout coffee. Of course, we're praying with the family, but I'm making my blackout coffee as we're going, as we're making it, praying with the kids, but they see me making my blackout coffee. And I tell you, I throw that thing on, I go after news. The only way that I can attack the news the way that I do every single morning, explaining what the globalists are up to, breaking this all down, is with my friends at Blackout. Get 20% off your first order with promo code POSO20. We drive as fast as possible towards the front line in case Russian drones are overhead. But thick and heavy mud slows down any vehicle as spring rains start. We walk the last few hundred meters along a tree line. But the winter branches still bear no leaves, so it's hard to find real cover. Ukrainian soldiers are living and fighting in foxholes here on the outskirts of Vuhledar. Shells have landed just nearby, destroying Ukrainian armor. Ukrainian fighters of the 68th Jaeger Brigade are dug in. The Russians are hard to see with the naked eye, but they're not far away. You look at some of these frontline reports that are now coming out, and this is in the New Yorker. This is not, uh, you know, us digging around on Telegram. This is not um, Fox News, CNN. This is legit. So this is something that you can go to all your buddies on the center right or your family who says, oh, and that's just something you're getting from right wing sources. Okay, this is a left wing source. New Yorker is a center left publication. They embedded with Ukraine and put out, this is from Luke Mogelson, a huge piece. I mean, this is like 10,000 words um, article in New Yorker magazine. Two weeks at the front in Ukraine, in the trenches in the Donbass, infantrymen face unrelenting horrors from missiles to grenades to helicopter fire. And he was there essentially for for most of Bakhmut. And he I think he left on May 20th. Um, so just as Bakhmut was falling, basically, after Zelensky, keep in mind, Zelensky was in Japan when that took place and a lot of people saying a lot of people saying remember back in December when Zelensky addressed Congress he said the battle of Bakhmut is like the battle of Saratoga it will change the trajectory of our war for independence and for freedom this March Zelensky told the Associated Press that if Ukraine lost the city of Bakhmut Putin would smell that we are weak and sell this victory to the West, to his society, to China, to Iran. Well, Zelensky lost the Battle of Bakhmut. This was the largest battle of the 21st century. This battle, which took place in eastern Ukraine, in the Donbass region, which if you look at the region on a map, the Donbass is the front door 
to what's called the Volgograd Gap. The Volgograd Gap, and if we can get a map break up to show this, Bakhmut is very close to Volgograd in relative terms. Bakhmut, Kursk, Volgograd, this is all in the same relative neighborhood. Why does this matter? What is the geopolitical significance? Why were some of the largest battles in human history, the Battle of Kursk, the battle that was waged in World War II, that was the largest tank battle of all time, which was only some miles away, a couple hours drive away from a city that's on the banks of the Volga River. The Volga, which is the main river of Russia, which flows all the way down essentially to the Caucasus and then further on into the Middle East. This was the, the river that the Vikings sailed down. Okay. That city is now called Volgograd, but in World War II, it was called Stalingrad. Stalingrad is where the largest battle of World War II took place, the largest battle in human history, the Nazis versus the Soviets. Soviets won. Why is it so strategically important? Because if you're able to cut across the Volgograd gap, if any invader is able to cut Moscow off from that, then Moscow will eventually fall because they will not give access to the Caucasus, to the Volga River, to the supplies, to the minerals, to the oil. They need that. That's why the Germans tried twice. And if we wonder why it is that Russia fights so hard for this territory or why they consider this region specifically the Donbass, which is the doorway to the Volga. This is why. It is of geostrategic importance to them. And they view it as one of their strategic weak points, one of their vulnerable points. That's why they sent as many men as they did in World War II. That's why they're sending men to fight now. They're never going to give it up. Because Russia is a land power. The United States is generally a naval power. If you look at us, our, our power is through force protection projection. We were able to send our Navy, we were able to ship Marines, Army, etc. But it's very hard to invade the United States. You could try through Mexico, but good luck. You could try through Canada, but again, good luck. Two giant oceans to either side of us. Russia does not have sea access. Russia has a little bit of access to the Black Sea, which obviously Ukraine is a huge part of. Then they have the Caspian, and then all the way up in the north, they've seen Petersburg and then Murmansk in the Arctic, which is iced over for most of the year. So for them, sea access is of key geostrategic national importance. And that's why they're willing to fight to the death over it. And that's what we're seeing here. When you read some of these stories out of, and I highly encourage everyone, go just go read the story. Just go read the story in, in the New Yorker. Uh, talking about the fighting specifically in Bakhmut, which was, they're, they're, they'll tell you a story about one battalion of 600 men that was posted on an edge of a village south of Bakhmut. The village was controlled by the Wagner Group, this Russian paramilitary organization. They were sent in, but the Wagner was fighting them like zombies. They used prisoners like a wall of meat. It didn't matter how many they killed, we kept coming. It was annihilation. Entire platoons wiped out. Men encircled and massacred. You read some of these stories. It's absolute horror. And we ask ourselves, do we want to escalate this? 
Do we want to continue? Do we want U.S. soldiers to be caught up in this? Or do we want to find a way to seek peace? And why did nobody ask about that at the G7? All right, folks, I want to tell you again about my friends at Public Square. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy some products for your family? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And then you got companies like Bud Light and Target forcing gender ideology on you and your entire family. Well, thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a simple solution. It is so easy. Just join the movement that millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our constitution at publicsquare.com. Public Square is an app and a website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses who all share different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, new athletic clothing that, that actually knows you know what a woman is, shop for clean skincare, or simply find a restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, Public Square is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as a consumer or a business owner. And you can get started today at publicsquare.com. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Target says it is removing some LGBTQ merchandise from stores ahead of June Pride Month after threats made to some store workers. Target released a statement saying since introducing this year's collection, stores have experienced threats impacting team members' uh, sense of safety and well-being while at work. Target declined to say which items it was removing. The Pride merchandise has been on sale since early May. You got to love this. So we saw, we saw the L.A. Dodgers yesterday with their hail gay Satan ceremony that's going to be taking place later this month. And by the way, I want to remind everyone next month, I should say, but by the way, I want to remind everybody, if you are a Christian, if you believe in God, if you believe in Christ, if that is your religion, stand up and fight. Or even if you're not religious and you don't want to see the persecution of someone's sacred objects, treating someone, the celebration of a hate group like the drag nuns, that are going to be performing at the LA Dodgers. You must boycott. But now we see Target. And Target is now selling this from the ChristianPost.com. Target selling pride merch from, quote, Satan Respects Pronouns brand. So gay Satanist. This is wonderful. Trans-identified designer says that Satan is hope, compassion, equality, and love. Target's website is currently selling two items from the brand Apra Ballin, a British designer, who offers various apparel with images of skulls, horned goats, and numerous references to the occult. Two of the brand's items for sale on Target.com are an Aprabellan uh, messenger bag that reads, quote, too queer for here, and a sweatshirt that reads, cure transphobia, not trans people. Other items for sale include messages that say, Satan respects pronouns, gay as hell, and join my gay cult. 
One product description reads, Satan loves you and respects who you are. You're important and valuable in this world, and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. Well, I want to tell you guys something about the nature of Satan. That's all 100% true. That's all 100% true. Satan wants to lead you into sin. Satan wants to lead you into vice. Satan wants to lead you into all of the seven deadly sins. That's Satan's job. That's what he's there for. That's what he loves to do. And now I want to also remind you or let you know that over at humanevents.com, Libby Emmons have up a fantastic op-ed on this from Libby Emmons, Target Falls for the Glamour of Evil, partnering with the satanic LGBTQ brand for Pride Month, whose founder thinks that Baphomet is charming. And it's it's an incredible op-ed from her because she walks you through the entire thing, but really from the perspective of a parent. Satan is none of these things. Satan lies. Satan is the same evil creature that promises the world and delivers eternal damnation. The goal of evil is to make sin easy, convenient, and comfy, like slipping into a warm bath. Evil does not start out in darkness and despair that comes later. Evil begins with glitter and sparkles, bright colors, illusions of beauty. This piece is so good from Libby Emmons, humanevents.com. You have to read this. But it sucks you in and leaves you empty, desperate, and alone. Is it any wonder that evil would couch itself in love? In messages that bodily, bodily desecration, such as dangerous drugs or surgeries, are avenues to self-fulfillment and satisfaction. This messaging swoops in with the illusion of love and leaves behind bodies ravaged by unnecessary surgeries, permanently altered through chemical influence. And it begins with pronouns. You know something, I'm going to say it. The church moms from the 1980s and the 1990s, they were 100% right about the slippery slope. Remember we were all told, we said, oh, no, 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 it's just pronouns. No, 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 it's just... It's just marriage. Oh, no, 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 no. Just, just, just give in on all these little social issues. Just give in, give in, give in. And, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just accept these things, normalize these things, and you'll be fine. You're being accepting. You're being tolerant. And isn't that better? Isn't it better to be tolerant and inclusive and accepting and diverse in our diverse nation? Diversity of people, diversity of ideas. Well, at some point, you become so diverse and so tolerant that you begin tolerating sin and you begin tolerating evil. And I'm sorry, but Christ never said that. You know who said that? Was Satan. Because what Christ said was, come to me. Come as you are, but do not stay as you were. Christ takes you as you are, but never leaves you as you were. Because he instructs us, go and sin no more. And folks, we're all sinners. There's no question about that. But when we atone, when we ask for forgiveness, when we try to overcome our human nature, that's living as God called us to do. And of course, Rolling Stone coming after Turning Point USA this week. Oh, the Christian nationalists over at Turning Point USA. Well, you know what? We are talking about Christianity again. And we are going to stand up for our religion. We're going to stand up for our beliefs because this is a persecuted group from the LA Dodgers to Target to a school in Nashville where a Christian school was targeted 
children were slaughtered. We act like it didn't even happen. Well, you know what? Audrey Hale is still in hell. I'm gonna I'm have to check. Do we have do we have the date of the Nashville shooting? So the Nashville shooting took place March 27th, 2023. And so what does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, it has now been 58 days since Audrey Hale has been burning in hell. That's exactly right. And we're going to be continuing our Audrey Hale in hell updates to bring you the latest breaking news on Audrey Hale, this transgender, deranged, evil psychopath who gave in to evil and sin and avarice and anger and hate. And I guarantee you, folks, probably started with pronouns. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.